Welcome to this inspirational message from Pastor Michelle Lefebure. We pray you're impacted and blessed as you listen. Amen. Amen. Yes. So let's go straight in. And I have one scripture for you today, but we're going to unpack the scripture. And it's Luke chapter 2 and verse 14. Luke chapter 2 and verse 14. Amen. You got it there. Get those phones out. Get those apps going. And get those physical Bibles open. I think there's nothing like the feel of the page of a Bible. It's always printed on amazing paper. It's like no other book. I just love that feel of it. So we all got there. Okay, and it says, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace among men. Let me read it again. Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace among men. Now, this is the declaration of the angels when they appeared to the shepherds that very first Christmas. We know the stories, we've seen it, we've experienced it since we were little. We know the story of Christmas. But why did God have a Christmas? What was going on? Now, when the angels show up, You need to know, God has got some very specific purpose. And I just love what's going on here. Because as we look at the different bits um, in the Bible about the birth of Jesus, we see different things mentioned. As our children so beautifully put it a couple of weeks ago, the different um, colors and kings. And we have kings mentioned. And yet we have lowly shepherds mentioned. We've got crowds mentioned. We've got um, a census, an incredible movement of population. And yet we've got one family. And we've got a stable. And we've got wise men who come from the east. Important people, and yet they're shepherds. And then there's angels. I mean, what a crazy story. Can you imagine if that happened today? Well, instead of camels, we'd probably have Lexus and Merck and those fancy Jags and the Cadillacs and different things like that. We wouldn't have a stable We'd have a little tin shack somewhere in the middle of an informal settlement. We'd have dignitaries trekking down those streets to get there. And we'd have, think of the equivalent of shepherds. Okay? Window washers. I don't know. 
But just think of it. And in the midst of all of that, there's angels. In the middle of the night, the sky opens up. And we think that it's a Gauteng storm. But it's not. It's angels, and they're singing. And not only are they singing, but they're declaring. This amazing sound comes. Glory to God in the highest. And on earth, peace among men. You know, when God acts, there is always something purposeful, a very specific purpose about why God does things. And I think in this whole Christmas story, he is already declaring that everybody on earth is important. He mentions people from all walks, different walks of life, high states, lowly states, um, people you wouldn't consider. I don't know. He just has this whole thing, and then he puts angels in the middle of it. I love the way God does things. And so what is the purpose of Christmas? Well, God's purpose was, number one, it was bringing glory to God. The angels recognized it. Glory to God in the highest. It was glorifying God Almighty because his purposes were coming to pass. He was invading earth in a new and an amazing and a special way. So it was bringing glory. And you think a baby brings glory to God? I mean, it brings glory to the parents, definitely the grandparents and, you know, things like, no, this baby, this whole scene, everything that was going on was giving glory to God. The, the wise men talking to Herod and him trying to manipulate and control them so that he could kill Jesus was bringing glory to God because he got absolutely fooled, totally fooled, and he never got it right. When we look around the world, we would say that God's purpose for Christmas has definitely not come to pass. What about you? I don't know a lot of this world that we can say brings glory to God. I'm not sure that there's a lot of this world where we can say on earth, peace among men. We see anger, we see hatred, we see rebellion, we see gossip, we see wars, we see famines, we see pain, we see hurt, we see all of this kind of stuff. We see brokenness. There is so much hatred and pain around. But I believe... That God's intention when he got the angels to declare and when the angels were singing glory to God in the highest and upon earth peace among men, this is God's purpose. That's exactly what his intention was. To bring us the hope of salvation which brings the only possibility of peace among men. So the declaration, the prophetic declaration that the angels brought And on earth, what is the purpose on earth? Peace among men. That is God's intention. Peace 
on earth among men. Amen. Can you say amen to that? That is God's intention. God had been watching man for centuries trying to fix his own problems and disasters on his own. Trying to make himself good enough or not trying to make himself good enough for God or getting to the place where I don't care. I'll just let my emotions run right. I'll do whatever I feel like doing whenever I feel like doing it because I don't care anymore. God had been watching this and he knew that the only answer was in Jesus and the power in the life contained in him. And that's why that prophetic declaration went out. And on earth, peace among men. Because as peace between men comes, the darkness has to say, how on earth? And we say, Jesus. And he gets the glory. Because there is no other way. I mean, I love my family very, very much. But there are days when they frustrate me, sometimes to the core of my being. (gasps) Pastor Lindsay, how can you say that? I mean, you're the pastor. You're married to a pastor. Your son is a pastor. I I mean, how can you say that? You know what? We're all human. And there's days where I probably frustrate them and make them think, God, help me with this woman. (laughs) And if you think it's not like that in your family, I have news for you. Because we're all human. But in Jesus Christ, on earth, there is peace among men. How do we continue as families? How do we live together? Because Jesus and the life of Jesus is inside of us. And as we draw on that, we get through the frustrations. We begin to see them the way God sees them. The love of Christ rises within us and we go forward. And people go, gee, it's so nice to see your family all together. How is that possible? Most families are in tatters and torn. And we can go, Jesus. It's because of Jesus. When you see your little ones growing up and there's peace and there's success and, and there's good things that happen and, and there's just life inside of them and people go, how is this possible? You go, Jesus, because he's the one that gives us the capacity for that peace on earth. Now, you know, all of us have experienced pain Disappointment, betrayal, rejection, abandonment, broken relationships. All sorts of things has happened to us. And what happens when that happens is that a little bit of our soul gets torn. But Jesus is the one who can bring the hope of healing. Even some of you sitting here this morning... This year has been one of the most challenging, hurtful, painful years you have ever experienced. And you're wondering, God, I cannot do this anymore. I don't want another year like like I've experienced. How am I going to get through this? And I'm going to tell you, Jesus 
Jesus, because he's the one that brings the potential on earth for peace among men. You know, very little, very few times do things happen in isolation of anything else. None of us live on a deserted island where we're the only inhabitant. Most of our pain, our problems, our issues, the stuff that's happened to us, all has a human being somewhere in the equation. They're there. Why? Because we live among them. We are human beings. But what I want to talk to us about today is that potential of peace on earth among men, among men and women. This is not just hitting at the guys today. This is talking about human beings. Because we're going to be with family and friends. Next year, we are going to have to go back to work. Some of us are still at work. We're going to have to, young people, go back to school. I'm afraid to tell you. Unless you've passed your matric, and none of our matriculants know that yet. But unless you've passed your matric, you have to go back to school next year. And that same bully is going to be there. That same girl, gossipy, nasty-tongued girl, is going to be there. And how are you going to cope? Most of us, because we have been so hurt, we start to put up walls. And it could even be that within the next two days, you are going to have to face some of those people that you actually don't like anymore. You're dreading having that family Christmas. Because, you know, my sister-in-law is going to be there. Or my grandfather's going to be there. Or my uncle or that horrible cousin, they're going to be there. And inside of us is the hurt and the pain of what they've done to us. Sometimes we even get to the place where we don't want to go back to that same place. We don't want to go back to that same church. We don't want to go back to that workplace. We don't want to go back to... That shopping center, we don't want to go back to those friends because of the hurt that has happened inside of us. But I want to say today that Christmas is a time for healing and restoration. When we remember that God's declaration through the angels, his prophetic word through the angels, was glory to God in the highest and on earth, peace among men. I want to encourage you to challenge your own hearts this Christmas, today. Prepare today so that when you see that family member, when you see that colleague, when you see that bully, when you see that person who has hurt you, some of you have to share children at Christmas time with an ex-spouse. And sometimes that's incredibly hurtful. I'm saying to you, prepare your heart now. Let that peace of God come into your heart. Unforgiveness and holding pain inside of us only leads to bitterness and to health issues. I want you all to start 2020 free. The chains were broken today. Bitterness. Um, 
unforgiveness, all of that, those thoughts, those emotions that rise within our body become toxic and causes an acidic environment to happen on the inside of us, in our minds, in our bodies. And the more we encourage it, the more we enable it, the more we don't deal with it, the deeper it goes down to the very base layer of our cells. And every cell then that is reproduced is reproduced in toxicity, which causes so many of the issues that we have I, I sometimes preach this, that 85% of all physical ailments are actually psychosomatically caused by the stress and the thoughts and the pain and the brokenness on the inside. And it's in that acidic environment that germs thrive, bacteria thrive in an acidic environment, and organs become stressed. So I want to say to you, let's get rid of it so that we can have an amazing Christmas and go into the new year absolutely free. And it's only the presence of Christ who will change this and give us the ability to forgive. Because what they did to us, what they said to us is real. It hurt. It broke us. It wounded us. It was, I sometimes look at people and, and talk to them when I'm counseling them. And they say, but I shouldn't feel like this. You know, it's, you know, because I just shouldn't. And others think, well, sure, they shouldn't because there's no broken bones. There's no blood. There's no squash. There's no cut. There's no bruise. There's, there's nothing to see. But if we could see on the inside what we look like, we would look like those train wrecks. We would look like we'd been driven over by a bus. We'd look like we were thrown out of a car. We would look like we fell off the side of a mountain. And that's what the inside of us looks like. And then we think we must just, you know, kind of get over it. And we tell others, oh, just get over it, ignore it. No, you can't. <laughs> and you need to realize that. You need to acknowledge what has happened to you, but that it does not define you. That Jesus Christ, who came, who God gave at Christmas to be our Savior, to be our provider, is the one who provides that peace among men. I've experienced it myself when I've been able to release those people to God, release that pain to God, and allow His peace and His restoration to come into me, how I walked free each of you know it's not easy being you and the things that you have to face. It's also not easy being me and the things that I have to face. But in Christ, I walk free. We can walk free. We don't have to be affected by what those people do. Because when the peace of God has healed us, when the life of God has, has filled and restored our souls. And when we've forgiven and released, there is a state of being that is called a soul restored. And once the soul is restored, 
There is a protection that the Word of God and the presence of Jesus gives us that when the same thing happens, we are in a different place. We're looking down on the situation. Why? Because we're now living from heaven towards earth. We're not living under the circumstances anymore. We're not living in the middle of pain. We're not living with the brokenness pouring out of our lives and infecting everything. We have now, in a sense, been lifted up like the angels. Glory to God in the highest and on earth. Peace among men. This is what Jesus does for us. When we receive the fullness of why he came, why that first Christmas was so important, why he needed to come and be born as a little baby inside the same kind of skin as you and I have, when we understand fully why this is, because he came to restore fully. He came to save us, sozo, nothing missing, nothing broken, spirit, soul, body, interpersonally, financially, in every way he wants to restore us. He wants to give us peace. He wants to give us love. He wants us to be able to be in the presence of the nastiest bully and the ugliest gossip and the most hateful person and be able to say, (laughs) glory to God in the highest and peace among men on earth. Because that's what flows out of us. So that when they try and re-hurt us, there's no place to land. Because Jesus has restored our souls. He's saved our spirits. And he's busy working in our physical bodies. And definitely in our relationships. And this is what is so important at this thing. At this time, we need to cooperate with the Lord just as Mary did. Can you imagine Mary being that young 14, 15 year old? How many 14, 15 year old girls do we have in the church today? One. Okay, let's make them 14, 13 to 18. Okay, a few more. Okay, what happens if an angel appeared to you and said, okay, I'm going to do, God's going to do something in you and you're going to be pregnant and you're going to have a baby. What happens when you went and told your mom and dad? Hey mom, hey dad, I just had a visitation from an angel and the angel told me I'm going to be pregnant and you're going to be a grand and a grandpa. Okay, does that bear thinking about? (laughs) Horrific, isn't it? And yet that's what Mary had. And Mary came to the place where she said, Lord, if this is your will, be it unto me according to your word. And she surrendered to receive the fullness of the seed of Christ in her. And that baby grew. And the rest, as they say, is history. God does things in strange ways. But he always gives us the assurance that this is him. 
And so we go to Isaiah, we see a virgin shall conceive and bring forth. We see all of this. Because why? Because God's purpose was to bring peace among men on earth. That was God's purpose. And so when we receive Christ, so at this point in time in your life, you have received Christ. You're born again. I trust that you're all born again. We'll give you an opportunity at the end, if you're not, to give your life to Christ, to accept him into your lives. But because you have done that, doesn't mean we don't receive him in other areas of our lives. Because sometimes in our soul, we kind of close him off. Well, no, I don't want to deal with that because it's too painful. So no, Jesus, we're not going to deal with that. Well, Mary said, yes, it's time for us to say yes. Yes, Lord, do it. Create in me a holy thing. Come into that pain in my life. Come into that, that horrible, horrible thing that happened to me and help me to forgive and release. It's time to forgive the actions and the words of the past. Some of you are already have a few things that are going on that Holy Spirit's already ministering to. Some of you would love to get up and run out of this door so that you didn't have to hear anymore that I, what I was saying because it's uncomfortable. But I'm encouraging you at this time, through this time, forgive, release. It, when you forgive, it doesn't mean you're saying what you did is okay. What you're saying is, God, no matter what they did, you are okay, and in you, I am okay. And I'm allowing Christ and his peace among men to fill me as an individual. Stop holding grudges. Stop trying to change others before you will accept them. Sometimes we look at our family and the spouses that our children, brothers, cousins have married. And we go, don't like that one. Excuse me? Was it your choice? Did you have the right to choose? Okay. Parents, sometimes you don't like your children's choices. I love my child's choice. <laughs> With all my heart. <laughs> but sometimes we don't. Not your choice. Not yours to choose. That was your child's choice. Okay? There are so many things that we need to look at. Sometimes as children, we don't like what our parents have been doing. Why did you go and live there? Why did you go and take that job? I was very happy where we were, but now you brought me here. I don't like that. Why did my mom go and do that? Why did my dad have to do that? Why did my parents have to do that? Sometimes it's time to let your parents go 
Most parents do the best that they can, but because they're not perfect, they make mistakes. I've made plenty of mistakes. But if my son kept the grudge against me all these years for what I did to him, oh, you know what? I go on with my life. He sits with the grudges. He sits with the pain. I don't even remember some of the time. And he said to me, Mom, do you remember when you did? No, I'm sorry, I don't. It happened in the spur of the moment. It happened and I moved on. But in the child's life, it's still there. And some of us grow up with that. And we're 20 and we're 30 and we're 40 and we're 50. And sometimes we're even 60. And we still remember what somebody did to us when we were so much younger. And we carry that thing around inside of us. You know, we can't change the other person. And that nasty girl and that bully and that horrible boss might still be there in the new year. But if you're different, if you are filled with the freedom of forgiveness and the freedom of having the Christ child born in that part of your life, you will be different. And so often I find that when I change my attitude towards somebody, all of a sudden their attitude changes towards me. I don't know whether I I see things differently or whether they really change, but all of a sudden it's not as bad as it used to be. And that person that I didn't really like being around becomes fine for me to be around. Now, there is wisdom in somebody who has, who is so broken themselves that they keep on hurting you. There's wisdom, and God will give you wisdom within each relationship as to how far you let that person back into your life. I'm not saying just open all the doors and let them walk all over you again. What I'm saying is forgive what they have done already so that whatever happens in the future It's fresh, it's new. It's not hanging on and hooking on to all the rest of the past. I want to encourage us this Christmas to make it a Christmas of peace on earth among men. May your times with your families be so amazing, free, enjoy every minute of being together. Forgive the things that are past. Release, because God will give you that new perspective on who they are and why maybe they did it. Sometimes he'll take those people right out of your life. Other times he'll ask you to walk with them until they're healed like you are. And sometimes it'll just be over and you'll wonder why it took so long for you to get to the place where you let it go. Just trust the Lord. In and through Christ, this can happen. Release all of the ugly critical words that have been spoken over you. Receive his peace so that you can go forward free. The peace of walking in forgiveness and God's love brings a freshness into our lives. We have, and sometimes it's that peace that we have just so longed for. When we start a new year, 
We go, gee, I just want this to be a year of peace. I don't want any challenges. I don't want any horrible things. Just Can I just have a peaceful year? Well, let me tell you, the peacefulness starts inside of you, inside of your emotions, inside of your thoughts, inside of your soul. So let's have restoration of soul as we allow that peace of the Lord to come in. Through the love and the freedom and the peace of God, we will be better people. And when we're better people, most of the time, the response towards us is better from those around us. So when the angels declared God's purposes over the birth of Christ that very first Christmas, they were declaring the possibilities and purposes and the faith of God himself for us. So this year, glory to God in the highest and on earth, peace among men, peace in your hearts peace in your souls. Amen. Thank you for listening to this message. If it has blessed you, get in contact with us by visiting our website at www.victorysenton.co.za.